definitely human. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May, this is episode 22. It's summer and I'm standing in a field herding sheep. Just a normal day in the life of a farmer, I guess. I'm hiding in amongst the wheat just behind the gateway. Um, and there's a farmer on the other side who has his sheep dogs and he's rounding up the sheep trying to push them through the gate. They're just still staring through the gateway, not really wanting to come through, the fear of the other side. Oh, they just stream through in a line with the dog sort of chasing behind with its head low, sort of hanging to the back and then to the left. Sheep dogs are so amazing. Oh, they might try and run into the wheat. That's what we're here for. Oh, Nigel's running. Oh, God. <laughs> Nigel's at the top end of the field and I'm at the bottom. They've already passed me. Oh, yeah, they're on the road. Okay, we got it. Did you have to chase them into the field there for a minute? I had two go in there, but yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I got the back. That's your exercise for the month. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> breath, I'm sort of um, hobbling. I don't know what I've done. I think I've got repetitive strain injury on my left foot kind of big toe. I don't know what it is. I think I'm wearing muck boots, which have no support whatsoever, and I'm walking over cobbles a lot in the garden. I've sort of had it on and off since I moved down, but usually on my small toe or something which bears no issue when you're walking but my big toe I'm proper proper hobbling we moved the flock of sheep today because like I'm here and we've got like more people to help and whatever and I'm actually no help whatsoever because I can't chase the sheep you know if the sheep had have jumped in the wheat there was nothing I could do there's about 200 sheep in an 18 acre field and they've eaten most of the grass in there so we need to give the field a bit of a rest the sheep aren't ours um, it's a farmer that rents the field from us but whenever a flock of sheep needs to be moved it's sort of all hands on deck because especially as the field is landlocked so we had to get the sheep to cross two fields we had to help just basically stand in a line in the wheat field and make sure that no sheep decided to come our way but it was all very effortless the sheep dog helped a lot and sort of funneled them through I always love seeing how sheep dogs react to being told where to go and how much they just love being worked and sort of um, moving the sheep around and controlling the sheep yeah it's really really awesome to watch Basically, I think all farmers kind of club together. And even the sheep farmer who is renting the field from us, the guy who had the sheep dogs is a different farmer that's renting different fields from us. So everybody just comes in and lends a hand. Everybody knows each other. Everybody's friendly. It's a real kind of tight-knit farming community. So when you say, I need to move a herd of sheep, are you around? People will drop everything to come and help you because when you need a hand, they'll do the same for you. So it's just kind of hand in hand, that nice mentality. And everybody's super lovely. He had his little boy with him and they were going along on the quad bike um, and he was just loving life. So that was me basically. Basically, when I was um, a kid, 
the wife was driving the pickup and she's very, very pregnant due to give birth any day now. And mum said, oh my God, that's that was me. That's how I gave birth to Charlotte. Dad took her out to see the sheep and the pickup was bouncing up and down so much and was so painful and uncomfortable that she ended up going into labour that evening. <laughs> so who knows, maybe a child will be born by tomorrow. My keys. Hey, chickies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not actually here to see the chickies. So I've just come up to the Dartington shed, we call it, where there is a racing pigeon in the rafters. Racing pigeon, carrier pigeon, homing pigeon, whatever you want to call it. And basically, we noticed it was here at the beginning of last week. So it was quite a hot week, like we got to 30 degree temperatures. So I reckon this little guy was sort of trying to find shelter and hide from the sort of hot weather. I was at the sink uh, fixing up some fresh water for the chickens in the heat and it flew down beside me and was basically so thirsty so I got a little bowl and topped up with water and it started like drinking and drinking and drinking so that's what made me think okay it's clearly just really dehydrated I put down some we've got barley for the chickens as a treat and then we've obviously got like layers pellets <laughs> not that I'm expecting the pigeon to lay an egg but it really liked those as well. So I've been putting down little bowls for it. Um, and I looked up and it sort of said that pigeons can be with you for about seven days and then they should leave. Then you have to report them. So it's been about seven days and I'm sort of thinking maybe it's time that we should try and catch it and read its tag but I don't want to scare it it's really sweet and it does keep going off and coming back so there was one night when the temperature dropped and then it left us and I thought oh yes it's like gone it's flown home then it was back sort of the next day or the day after I was outside with the chickens and it was on top of the uh, guttering looking down at me I think it really likes being near the chickens I suppose where it's from originally it would be with lots of other birds I did post it on Instagram and somebody kindly sent me a link where um, basically I think on the 29th of June, there was a huge homing pigeon race of about 1,600 birds and only 400 returned home. So I'm thinking it's one of those. Apparently, they've been turning up all over the place. They've been turning up in Morocco and uh, Madrid and I don't know, all over Europe. So I'm thinking it could be one of those guys. So hopefully, whoever its owners is, isn't too upset that it's taking so long to get home. And somehow I've got to find a way to read its little tag. <laughs> okay, I need a partner in crime for this. Harry's down for the weekend. So I think I'm going to go see if one, he's in the mood for sort of helping me wrangle this pigeon. And two, if we even think it's a good idea. If I can get, I don't want to be like netting it up in the rafters because that's not going to make any sense. Like it might just fly off and I'll scare it. It'll never want to come back. Yeah, I know. Do you guys like your friend? Do you even realize it's up there? <laughs> as long as they get the lion's share of the food, I don't think they mind. So I've retrieved BFF to the podcast and brother to me, Harry May. Hello. And we are in the shed, maybe trying to wrangle the pigeon. To be honest, the pigeon looks a little bit less subdued than earlier. It's sort of tilting its head, looking at us, not quite sure what's going on. And it looks like it might just fly away. He's catching it definitely. The aim if we were trying to do is get his feet number. I wonder if he... He's a bit lower than normal, whether we could just... Take a picture from here. Maybe, or you know, try and find something to get a bit higher so we are like looking level to him. So you can see there's a tag from here, I just don't know. It's, can you make out the numbers? It's blue and with right writing? Yes. White writing. So maybe, but not with my naked eye, because my eyesight's rubbish. Um, zoom camera function. <laughs> How good is your Google Pixel camera? Other phone brands are available. <laughs> not good enough, it seems. No. Maybe yours would be better. If you could just stick your leg out, mate. <laughs> we'll read it from there. Oh, yeah, there's a ladder. Look at that. Nice. 
Hey, can we read your tag, please? It's okay. It's all right. Don't need to worry. Okay, so I just went halfway up the ladder, but it didn't really help because I was still a bit far away. We don't want to scare the pigeon away, so we're moving the ladder a little bit closer. Oh, God. Okay, I'm really not good with heights and going up on the ladder. I was generally scared that this was going to be like an ambulance moment, but um, I kicked you in the face on the way down, so maybe more the ambulance for you than for me. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> Managed to get quite a few photos of its legs, so hopefully we'll have found its number. Yeah, Pigeon was a bit skittish, but it seems to have calmed down a bit now. Now sitting down to roost or something for the looks of it. It's had an exhausting five minutes, and now it's going to go yeah. back to sleep. The high-octane thrill of the countryside seems like every week something new is happening. This week we've got a pigeon. Whoa! <laughs> So after finding the number on her tag by not catching her, by just looking, I called up the National Bird Racing Association, gave the number on the leg, and they put me in touch with the owner who lives in Cornwall. So I just gave him a call and he said she's a blue chirper and she was released three weeks ago from Ramsgate in London. I told him that I'd been looking after her for a few days and he said, thank you so much for looking after my bird. I'm glad that we got to the bottom of it. Um, and now I'm just going to have to figure out a way to catch her. <laughs> so I'm in my veg garden and the tops of my onions have been flopping over for the last couple of weeks. And I read online that that's when it's time to harvest because you don't want it, them to start rotting in the ground or anything. So I'm going to get a fork and just sort of lift the onions up and start harvesting. Okay, let's try and dig some of these babies up. Yeah, I just planted some white onions this year that Kate gave me and I've never grown onions before. It was a total learning curve, but they are amazing. They're looking huge and beautiful. Can't wait to make some French onion soup, which is my memory of when dad had onions and the whole garage was filled with onions and we just had French onion soup every day. So obviously in honor of him and his onions, I will need to do the same. <laughs> beautiful. Shake the mud off. Some of them you can just pull right out. They're sort of half hanging out of the soil. <laughs> um, I can pretty much see the whole onion except for the root. There you go. They're squeaky onions. Aside from my amazing onion harvest, I had an abysmal garlic harvest. Um, I planted some garlic with you guys that I just got from the supermarket and I just shoved them in pots and shoved them in the garden and they all started to flop over and grow brown as well so I was like, okay it's time to harvest those they are tiny they are so tiny they are basically the size of maybe two cloves i did read that it hasn't been the right weather for garlic this year so i'm hoping that that's the case but i also think you know just getting garlic from the supermarket it might not be the right garlic for the temperature of this country so i'm going to do some more research into that next year um also i planted them in the spring and garlic really likes being in cooler climates over the winter so you can actually plant garlic in november and they stay in the soil all winter long and then you harvest them in spring, early summer and you have a much bigger garlic. So I'll definitely be doing that for next year. I was sort of catching up with myself this year and it's all just a huge learning curve. I've got no idea what I'm doing, obviously. So <laughs> but loving every minute of it. Uh, my purple sprouting broccoli just kind of bolted and went over. So I've planted a whole load more seeds in the ground and they're like a sort of a few inches tall. So I've got these huge purple sprouting broccoli plants that haven't done anything and then these tiny little babies. <laughs> I've got about 20 aubergine plants that still haven't done anything. I've harvested my beetroot and I planted a few more which are coming along now so I can't wait to roast some beetroot and do like a warm sort of harissa salad um, or feta cheese salad 
all my butternut squash plants are growing amazingly. Yesterday I was trellising them up the wall um, and I've put wire on the wall because some of them, it's really weird, like the same seeds, some of them are really stocky and more like bushes and some of them just throw out tendrils and grow really, really tall and wide. They just try and run as fast as they can. So I'm trying to sort of whip those guys into action. Um, and then my cabbages, I've been harvesting those and eating those as well. They've been so delicious, um, but the cabbage white butterfly is sort of getting to them. But then they only really eat the outer leaves. So once you've peeled back a few of the outer leaves and you've just got the cabbage inside, they're pretty perfect within. But yeah, I'm so happy with how my garden's getting along. Every day for lunch this week, mum and I have been having fresh sourdough bread with fried eggs from the chickens, like fresh eggs that day, and tomatoes from the greenhouse with basil that we've been growing. Yesterday, we just had them like raw on the plate. Today, mum roasted them in the oven with basil and garlic, and it was so delicious. I'm just loving being able to walk out into the garden and just pick stuff to eat that day like this is what I dreamed of when I was living in London this is exactly what I dreamed of coming to my garden thinking what do I want to eat tonight and just yeah eating everything that's just come from the soil that day like that's literally just been grown yeah, I'm kind of having a bit of a pinch me moment this week as everything's starting to come to fruition and I'm just picking stuff and yeah I just feel like I'm living the life. I'll upload some pictures of my onion harvest and my very sad garlic harvest. Please let me know if you also had a bit of a bum garlic harvest uh, this year. I would love to feel better about that. <laughs> yeah, otherwise still waiting for courgettes, still waiting for cucumbers, still waiting for runner beans. But carrots are nearly ready to harvest. All my spring onions are ready to harvest. My Brussels sprouts I'm still waiting to harvest. But yeah, anyway, we are definitely halfway through the season. The strawberries have gone over, the tayberries have gone over, but the raspberries are just coming through. So I've been having those in my smoothie every morning. Oh, dropping them. <laughs> we've got so many mum stepped in to help me because we want these onions to last a while I had so many to pull and we need to do it on a dry day because the rain's coming in tonight um, and if you do it wet then they're more likely to rot and they're not going to store as well oh I can feel one slipping stay just taking them to the garage so we've got these um wooden sort of slatted tables out in the garage that were put here for when dad initially started doing the veg garden and he would lay out I remember all the onions laying out our very first onion harvest and how many we had oh my goodness they smell amazing I love the smell of onions onions spring onions leeks I love the onion family oh, I want to eat them all now some of them didn't seem quite ready to pull. They're quite firm stalks, but I've pulled them anyway, so they're not really browning. So let's see if they last. Um, but otherwise, the leaves are turning yellow and they look nice and crispy and the soil just fell off because it's a nice dry day. So I think it was the perfect time to harvest. Some of them are really small, actually, and then some of them are absolutely gigantic. So I don't know what, why that is. Millions of onions, onions for me. So I'm just about to show Harry my epic onion harvest. Um, Harry's down this week because it's the five-year anniversary of when we lost dad. And as a family, we all like to get together and just sort of remember him and celebrate him. And yeah, I don't know, I guess just honor the time that we spent looking after him. Here he comes. Cheep, cheep. <laughs> Yeah, come check out my onions. Wow, look at these. 
stretched as far as the eye can see. Yeah. It's a lot sort of, of four rows deep. I know it's a lot of onions, but hopefully we're going to dry out and they will keep uh, into the winter months. Um, but yeah, I was saying that we could make French onion soup. Do you remember when dad grew an acre of onions and they would all be laid out on the side here? So many and- onions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no end to it. Uh, so how long have these been uh, between planted and here then? What you mean when I planted the seeds, yeah, or when yeah, we? Yeah, this is like now, I guess. Um, I guess like, oh god, maybe like three months. It's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Sort of expected to take a bit longer. That's good. And it's funny how you know like some of them like, look at this big girthy boy, and then that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pick your dinners around which onion you decide to use. Yeah, um, I think onions were Dad's favourite, and he always used to. I think the thing I remember most is before I went away to uni is all the French onion soup that we used to eat. I mean, any good meal has an onion as the basis. Yeah, well. I know. Whenever it's you pretty say, much the default. whenever you come into a kitchen and you can smell something cooking, it's always the onion, isn't it? There's nothing else other than onion. Does it count as one of your five a day? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> also, wait, let me find my garlic. <laughs> That's your garlic? Yeah, I know. It's so You can have like a clove out of that. Small That's ridiculous. Boy. I know. One the cloves garlic. are going to be absolutely tiny. I should try. Yeah, look how tiny they are. Maybe it's like really concentrated and it's still like really good. Ooh, uber garlic. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is amazing. It's all just from the garden back there then. Was it a lot of effort to dig them out and everything? Was it actually like really easy? No, it was really easy. We waited until it's a dry day because you obviously want to sort of dry them out. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we lifted them with a fork. I got mum to help. And yeah, we've just sort of laid them out. I'm going to keep turning them, I guess. <laughs> And yeah, then I don't know how we store them, but... So you're telling them how long are we turning them for until they dried out, did you say? Yeah, I don't know, just until they've dried out. I mean, already, these, yeah, they're already quite dry. I don't really know, like, at what point do you cut the top off? I don't know. I guess it's a... You've got so many here, you can afford to experiment a bit, right? You can try one if it's too early. Some of them are like weapons. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I'll send you back up to Bristol with some. Hit me sticking up. Sticking out the top of your bag. <laughs> Attack the other commuters with them as a weapon. Be gone. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing dad always used to say it's not air miles it's air meters when i it's totally forgot that garden. he said that yeah it's air meters and the thing is you'd hear it every single week whenever an <laughs> onion or you know a dinner was being made with something from the garden it was always this is air meters yes dad it sure is <laughs> <laughs> oh, <bless him. laughs> so good well i think we can all agree that's a bit mulch but it's all down to trowel and error one thing's for sure there's never a dill moment so let's eat drink and be rose merry that outro is for you dad in the meantime you can follow us on instagram at back to earth podcast on twitter at back to earth pod and on tiktok at back to earth charlie music is by john day artwork is by eric chow and this episode was edited by my poor husband david knight thank you guys and thank you for listening and if you're supporting us on patreon stay tuned for our after show series hashtag farm life this week we'll be talking about david's favorite racing pigeons pigeons in general find out more at patreon.com forward slash definitely human back to earth is definitely human production okay bye cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com